This is episode 67, the Fantasy Football Show. Good afternoon. Welcome to Flying in Sports, where we fly around nationwide talking about what's going on in the sports world. I'm your host, Joey Polizzi, and today we will be discussing the biggest fantasy football news. However, before we begin, I would love to introduce my new co-host, Kevin Garcia. Welcome to the team, Kevin. How are you today? Thanks, Joey. I'm good. Um, it's, uh, it's great to have you here, man. First yeah. episode, how are you feeling? Feeling uh, excited. You know, I've never done podcasting. I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing, but I love to talk sports. And I had a great year of fantasy last year, and I'm off to a good start this year. I'm 2-1 and one in three leagues and 3-0 and oh in another. Um, so I just love talking about that stuff. I could go on for days, so I figured why not let some people yeah. hear my opinion. I think it's, uh, it's a great fit for you. And with the fantasy football, you know, expertise that you got going on so far this year with some good records on your team, why not? We're going to get into it and talk some fantasy football this week. But before we do, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at flyinginsports underscore podcast. Welcome to our 67th episode. And are you ready, Kev, to talk your first podcast? Are you ready? Absolutely. All right. So let's talk about, before we dive into fantasy football, I think we should touch on week three of the NFL season. Starting, I want to talk a little bit about that Panthers and Texans game. So the Texans, you know, came out. No Tyrod Taylor, and they started a rookie, Davis Mills, and they really didn't have a shot in this game. But on the other side, the Panthers looked pretty good. I mean, they did lose Christian McCaffrey, but Sam Darnold, another 300-yard passing performance. What do you think Sam Darnold is going to do in this offense, and do you think the Panthers can be a playoff team this year? Yeah, I mean, they are good. I uh, McCaffrey loss was huge, but at the end of the day, I mean, Darnold put up 300 yards. You got to understand, like, he's not even using Robbie Anderson right now. Like, he is spreading yeah. the ball around. He's giving it to the running backs. He's giving it to DJ Moore, his favorite target, Terrace Marshall. He's been involved. But, I mean, like, he's got plenty more weapons at his disposal that, like, he hasn't even used. Um, so, they lost J.C. Horn on the defensive end, mm-hmm. though. So, that's a big blow. Um, but, I mean, they, they are legit. I think I yeah. think they're good. They They play well on both sides of the ball. And Sam Darnold, this is his revenge year. And so far, he's taken um, – He's taking care of that, so yeah, taking full he, advantage of that. He looks way different than he did with the New York Jets last year, and they did this past, uh, I guess you would say yesterday, they did trade for C.J. Henderson, a former first-round pick from the Jacksonville Jaguars, so that should help. I mean, obviously, up to par with, I think it was the ninth or 10th overall pick two years ago, so we'll see how he fits in the Carolina defense. But, yeah, the Panthers, that defense has been great so far. You know, they got a lot of young talent. Um, they got Yermani Gress Matos on the defensive line with Brian Burns. You got Jeremy Chin. I mean, it's unfortunate what happened to J.C. Horn. Hopefully he can be back later in the season. But this Panthers team, if Sam Darnold is doing what he's doing, I want to see him now. He plays the Cowboys this upcoming week. And we'll get to that game because that's a very important game. But I want to see how he does without Christian McCaffrey because sometimes, you know, he would just dump it off to McCaffrey. McCaffrey would do his thing. But now he's got no McCaffrey. I think this is going to be huge to Sam Darnold's game if he can actually step up and lead this team against a Cowboys team that has a great, great offense and a much improved defense. But another game I would like to touch upon is the Bengals against the Steelers. And I know you are a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Um, I know uh, you you were rooting for them hard last year after their great 11-0 start. And they kind of went downhill in the second half of the season. But now they lost at home to the Bengals. 
their defense didn't look good. Big Ben didn't look good. Um, what are some key takeaways from this game? Um, what do you think about the Steelers going forward? And do you think there's any chance that they can still make the playoffs? Um, I mean, I, week one, I thought it was. I thought we were good. Uh, week one, I was like, wow, defense actually played. Offense wasn't horrible. Took them a while to click. But, I mean, that was tough. That was tough. Um, we're banged up on defense and offense. We lost Deontay and Juju. Didn't have TJ Watt. Alu Alu's out on the defensive line. Um, at the end of the day, man, I just think Big Ben's too old. I think I think it's over. I, uh, you know, as much as our quarterback situation sucks, uh, I don't see Mason Rudolph shot too far away. But then at the same time, like Big Ben, I think it's his 18th year in the league, 17th year. Yeah. Like you can't take that man out. You. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what we're rolling behind. Uh, Najee Harris, it's frustrating because i see how good he can be but that offensive line is bottom two probably with the giants i mean we are he's struggling and i mean he put up 28 points this week we had 14 receptions on 19 targets so as long as deontay and juju are out like he's gonna get um volume but i mean we're just not looking too well overall i mean we got the new offensive coordinator matt canada i thought things would change offensively but it's still the get stuff for one yard on the rushes and then try and throws for three yards at a time it just doesn't work um but i mean bengals are better than people think so that loss didn't 100 percent surprise me uh the kind of blowout fashion it was although it was only two scores but i think it was like 24 to 7 at one point um or 24 3 whatever it was but they uh steelers they're struggling i mean yeah. i think i don't I'm not going to say I'm going to make playoffs, but I think they'll finish near the 500 mark. I mean, Mike Tomlin has never failed to do so. I think he'll make the appropriate changes that need to happen. Um, but that's a tough loss to the team that was supposed to be bottom tier in the division. So Yeah, and that's, that's what worries me with the Steelers. And I think it – I mean, giving up 24 points to the Bengals, like, that's okay. I, I think, you know, should they have held them under 20? I think so because that defense is good. But – you know, you also don't got T.J. Watt in that. That might have hurt him a little bit, but the Steelers scoring 10 points against a Bengals team that, you know, we know that their defense is not is not the greatest. It's just, I think it falls on, you know, I think really do, because we look at, like, Najee Harris. He's a talented running back, you know, Alabama running back, first-round pick, 14 carries for 40 yards. Like, it's just the touches are going to be there. From a fantasy, a fantasy perspective, the touches are going to be there. It's just – can the offensive line help him? And so far, it's not looking like it. As for Big Ben, it's, he's struggling a little bit. Um, I want to see him get going, but it's hard, man. He, he looks like he is towards the end of his career, and I think, I think this might be his, uh, his last year in the league. And it's unfortunate, but it's just that's the type of player he is now. He's getting towards the end of his career, and I would say this is probably his, his last year in the league. But now let's move on to the fantasy football. You know, you've touched on you've had great fantasy success so far this year. Um, I know me and you are in a league together. I think we're both three and zero, right? I think we're the only ones yes, that are three and zero. Only three and zero players. Yeah, we're at the top of the top of the leaderboard. So let's talk about some fantasy football. Some some guys who stock really rose this past Sunday. Any any players that stuck out to you? Any players that you're you're, you're trying to target now with uh with a great past Sunday that they had? Yeah. So I mean, obviously number one's Chuba with the McCaffrey injury. Um, he's gonna get the carries. He's gonna get the receptions. Um, I mean, he sh- the volume should be there just about as much as McCaffrey had with uh, mm-hmm. how Matt Rule and that offense likes to use 
um, the running backs. I don't think – I mean, Chubb was a great talent. We saw what he did at Oklahoma State. So, I mean, I, I expect him to do well. James yeah. Robinson finally had a great game with the Jaguars, and that came against a pretty stout Arizona defense. I mean, that was a that was a good performance that he needed. Um, Carlos Hyde, I don't even know, weeks one and two was leading that backfield, and James Robinson just came off one of the greatest rookie se- – I think the greatest rookie season mm-hmm. ever. Undrafted, Undrafted rookie, too. at Undrafted. least. Yeah. So, uh, and then Saquon Barkley looks like he's getting back to his normal rep count. Um, and then I got two more big ones. The first one is Damian Harris. James White mm-hmm. is down with that hip injury. Going to be out a while. Mm-hmm. Damian yeah. Harris and uh, Ramondre Stevenson pretty much. And Damian Harris, he's probably going to get some looks now. Uh, don't expect it this week, though, against the Bucks. Probably won't have a great game. Um, I'm actually starting Cordell Patterson. Yeah, uh, over him in my RB two spot, which makes no sense because Cardell's <laughs> more of a wide receiver. But um, and then the last one is Marlon Mack. I mean, I, um, I, he hasn't done anything this season, but he, they mutually want to trade him and the Colts. So yeah, Forty Niners, Ravens, possibly even the Panthers. I mean, there's I, running backs are always going down, and I think Marlon's going to find a spot, and I I truly think that he will be. Borderline running back three throughout the year. Yeah. He could, he'll probably get some flex starts, is my guess. Yeah, I, back to the the Chuba or Chuba. I don't even know. He's, I don't even know. But uh, he he makes for a great you know couple weeks if you need a guy, plug him in. He should he should get majority of the carry. I mean, they said there are be two. First team has been in the league for a while, so I think it's going to be the Hubbard show. Um, a question for you here. So I know. Play, people, including myself, we do uh, like a, a free, like a free agent auction budget where you bet money. Um, and when you pick up players, whoever bets the most gets that. How much of your budget? Say it's a hundred dollars. How much of your budget would you spend on Hubbard, knowing that past two or three weeks when Christian McCaffrey comes back, like he won't be the starter? So how much would you risk on that? Um, bottom tier. I, I don't think I'd give too much for him uh just because i mean although mccaffrey it sounds like he's gonna be out a few weeks but then that's just when he gets reevaluated. and if we learned anything from last year he does not bounce back from injuries well i mean he had one good game but got re-injured with that shoulder the next game so i mean who knows what mccaffrey what's gonna happen there um i wouldn't pay too much for chubba i mean that's what i I, mean unless you like desperately need a running back like you were like you maybe are starting Cordero Patterson into RB2. Maybe then you, you bid a little bit, but I wouldn't go break the bank on a guy who you know will not be the back in. I mean, they don't know the timeline, but it sounds like what I heard was the average time length of a running back out from a hamstring injury like Chris McCaffrey does is just two to four games. I mean, sometimes in the, in the event that it's bad, it, it is seven or eight games, but it sounds like he's not being placed in IR, so he could – um, be back in just two or three games. So I wouldn't break the bank on it, but I would still try to go after him and get as much as you can. And to James Robinson, James Robinson is, I don't know if you would call him a talented back, but the volume is, was there last year. You know, he was the only, the only guy in that backfield last year. He was great. I think he finished as, what was it? RB four last year. Something somewhere like that. around there. He was, yeah, he was up there. Something great. And the problem this year is urban Myers. It really is. Yeah. Urban Myers uh-huh. is, does not like to use him. I don't know why. I mean, the first week against Houston, five carries. 
The second week, 11 carries. And that's not going to cut it, but we saw him get more involved in the game plan. 15 carries, 88 yards, a touchdown. Finally found the end zone, yeah. Yeah, and a touchdown. I think Urban Myers, you know, he has to realize that you have to give James Robinson the ball. This is not uh, this is not uh, college here, Ohio State, where you can throw the ball 50, 60 times and, and that's it with your star quarterback. I mean, Trevor Lawrence hasn't looked great so far. So I think this was a game that Urban Myers realized that they have to give James Robinson the ball more, and I think they will. And that's why I do think I agree with you that his value is increasing. For Barkley's sake, I do like the Barkley because that's someone that I think is on the rise. And if you're if, if you're against someone who doesn't like or if, you ha- if you're in a league where somebody doesn't like Barkley, try to get him, man, because this is a talented back. We saw it in week one. He only got 50% of the snaps, about half. Then week two was 84%. And now here in week three, it was 86%. He was six catches, 43 yards. He got a touchdown. I mean, it's still worrisome that he only had 16 carries for 51 yards against that Falcons defense, only 3.2 yards per carry. But the volume's going to be there. He went out for a ton of passes. And I think Daniel Jones likes to target him. I mean, we saw six catches for him. So I think that is a, a great, great sign that Barkley is here. Mm-hmm. And he's for the long term, he can actually win you a fantasy football championship. But now let's talk about some fallers, some guys whose stock in fantasy fell. I'll give I'll give one the start. I think Allen Robinson. And I don't know what your thoughts are on Allen Robinson, but Allen Robinson, it's not the fact that Allen Robinson is a bad player because I think he is one of the most athletic, one of the best wide receivers in the league. The problem is the situation around him. You know, we saw early on Andy Dalton hasn't looked great. Then Justin Fields got in. Everyone thought that he was going to, you know, be the savior and Allen Robinson going to get targeted all this. And Allen Robinson had another bad game. So what do you do to Allen Robinson going forward? Do you, do you sell him or do you hold on to him hoping that, you know, with the better quarterback play down the road that he'll get, he'll get some, uh, some targets and some catches? I mean, I'm high on A-Rob. I love him. Mm-hmm. He's not a Bears fan, but, man, he is – a great talent, and I'm sticking with him. I'm sticking with him for the same reason that everyone needs to stick with Brandon Cooks. Um, I mean, they they went down big, uh, and I feel like they might be going down in some games in the near future for, uh, throughout the season, and so I think the volume's going to be there. They're going to hunt their number one target, and as much as the hype is there for Darnell Mooney, like A-Rob's your number one option that offense. It's not even close. Yeah, um, he, he, he's and, definitely number one for sure. Yeah, and maybe like I don't know, maybe things will spread out. Uh, spread out if Terry Cohen comes back. I don't know when he's supposed to come back. If, um, but they just I, I that are that quarterback situation is a mess. But I I think Arab will be just fine. I mean, he has had horrible quarterback plays whole career, and has done just fine from a fantasy standpoint. So we also got to remember that Justin Fields. Six for 20 is bad. Um, I know Bears fans hate Matt Nagy, but um, at the end of the day, Matt Nagy didn't go six for 20 passing. So I think it's, I think it's good to note that that Browns defense is ridiculous. Um, Justin Fields had a tough matchup. So I, I think that A-Rob and Fields and whoever's the next turn Corex are going to, are going to bounce back against a defense that isn't top three in the league. Yeah. I think I think that that's a valid point. Uh, who else do you are guys that uh, their stock kind of fell this past Sunday? Um, so I got let's see Antonio Gibson. 
He's scary. Yeah. I mean, I... Rivera's just not using him right now. Um, so it's him and then Trey Sermon, because Kyle Juszczyk actually got some looks <laughs> and got a decent amount of receiving work in that 49ers um, offense. So that's one. Mike Davis, his goes down. He's been putting up like 10 points. Like, okay, that's fine. But Cordell Patterson, he's getting mixed in. He's getting seven carries a game right now. I think he's gotten seven carries in every game. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's the same reason. That's the same reason Cordell Patterson's stock is going up for me. I mean, he is being used in that offense right now. Um, and then I got Jarvis Landry with Odell back. Uh, that's tough for him, mm-hmm. um, just because Odell's a big name. He's a good receiver. Um, Jarvis is good. Jarvis is very good. It's just, it just seems like wherever, I mean, like Odell is just shadowing him, like. Landry got opened up once Odell left, and like that offense seemed better without Odell. But now Odell's back, and I think Landry's going to take a hit. So, and then Tyler Lockett, that's a tough one, oh, wow. uh, yeah. just because he he relies on the boom receptions. He relies on yeah. the fifty yard bombs, and we didn't see that this week in a favorable matchup against the Vikings. So that was a little scary. Um, I th- I think he's still going to have his games, but his stock goes down because it's such of a boom or bust. He put up like I don't even. Know. I think he he had a few catches. I, I think put it up, was three catches for forty one yards. I believe it was for this week. Yeah, he had like five and a half points in half PPR league. Um, so it's just he's always gonna have that. And even when he was putting up twenty, I, last week he had like eight receptions, I believe nine receptions. But the week before that, he went crazy. He only had five receptions. He just had the two long touchdowns. Yeah. So like, it's gonna be nice when you leave him in your lineup. But it's so hard to play that risk with a guy who's so boomer bust. Yeah. Um, and I- and I think that's the Tyler Lockett that we always remember. And that's why people like kind of stayed away from him from fantasy this year was because he gets you those games where we saw in week one and two where he's going to score 20, 25 points, catch two touchdown bombs. But then again, he'll come around and he'll get four or five points. That's the kind of player that he is. And I don't know. It's not his fault. It's it's more like the deep thrust. Not, it's not there. But that's the type of player he is. And if you don't like that, if you don't like uh, – high boom, you can also bust big next week, then you probably get rid of him. 